Hey, this is actress Carissa Lee Staples, and you're listening to the O Brother Podcast. Welcome to the O Brother Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Smith. Alongside me, as always, my brother from the same mother, Mike Smith. How's it going, Dan? Good, man. Back again, December 19th, 2021, when you get in this episode and we're... What would the O Brother Podcast be without a pivot? We'll get to that in a second, but at the top, let me just say, for those of you not currently following us, make sure that you do. And the easiest way to find all things O Brother is to go out to our official website, which is ohbisinbrotherpodcast.com. That's ohbpodcast.com. And you can get access to uh, all the O Brother goings on out there. And you know, we're pretty active on Instagram too. So I suppose, you know, going out to at OHB podcast on Instagram, that's a good way to, you can follow us and uh, you know, sure get access you to all the current to, episodes and everything. Make sure you go to your Instagram. Yeah, at OHB podcast. To, yeah. I tend to fall off the uh, radar. Yours is uh, very quiet over yes. the, yeah, the Mike Smith studios. So um, yeah, we, uh, and, and we, by the time you're getting this, we put out a bonus, we're calling a bonus episode of this, I don't know, experimental new series. We're trying, we're trying something. Out. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I get this commute home every day and I get on the phone with you and then we're chit-chatting and a lot of times it's movie related and sometimes it's 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 often what ends up being the topic of the episode right. that we end up doing. So we thought, well, well usually, maybe, you know, we're we usually have a topic. We're all set. And then during the conversation, it we're changes. Like, eh, yeah. That sucks. Let's and, change. And, and a lot of times it's, it's some of the best material. You know, it's funny. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, okay. So we, it's, it's like if you want to jump inside of our brain to see how we get mm, to this point. That's scary. And, you know, like if, if you don't go to our website, go to at least YouTube and subscribe so we mm-hmm. can get those numbers up a little bit but yeah yeah show us some I love ask on you something YouTube. yeah what kind of a man what kind of a guy takes a man's socks and steals them in the middle of winter what kind of a human okay first being? of all yeah and you know i i've messed up because i don't have those at the ready but okay let's be clear to the listeners, because you're referring to the O Brother socks, which you can get out on the O Brother shop, but which I think maybe that's defunct now. I don't know if that hopefully that, the uh, the uh, cruising with O Brother series might go the way of the uh, the O Brother shop, but <laughs> but you you gave me those socks. What I did not steal those I, socks. I would give you precious O Brother socks. Why would you want those socks anyways? It's just a picture of me. That's true. And you with like a black spot on your face. It's just, you know, you're on the heel. I should have saved that letter and read it. You should have read the letter I wrote to the people. That would have been so good. Can you still access so, it? Um, You'll have I'll to pull have to it up. Check. Yeah. yeah, I'll have to check because it was really funny. Well, I could send a, I could send a copy of it out on Instagram if you can find it. I'm like, you know, not even one sock, I, I, you know. Right. And it was just completely, it wasn't like just a black spot. Now, if it was the black spot with like the three glasses, that might have been that might have worked halfway there. Yeah. Might have sold a couple. Might have sold a few. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we should have sold 3D glasses. Maybe that's what we missed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, all right. So, I said that uh, what would an old brother podcast episode be without a pivot? You know, and, Mm -hmm. and here we are. 
So it's funny because we're in the height of the holiday season and we're doing these like dramatic films and we planned on doing a, a holiday film. We did. Well, we were going to do a, a trilogy of films. Actually, right. I wanted to Some do classics. the Grinch, to be honest. I wanted to do the animated Grinch that came out last year because I haven't seen it. it but you don't like Benedict Cumberpatch. Which I don't know why. He's Emily. Like, Cumberpatch. I, I think you said Cumberpatch and it's Cumberbatch. So, Emily. Oh, no. One, ding. I said batch. Play that back. Ding. <laughs> We will find it. Ding, ding, <laughs> ding. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. No, I don't necessarily. No, 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 no. See, you're, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Doctor Strange. I think that's where you're confusing the two things. But that's excellent too. And you've never watched Sherlock Holmes, which is fantastic. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things I haven't watched. I haven't watched on the BBC. Paths of Glory either. But okay, so let's get to the, can I say the film that we're talking about? Please, please. Do. Good Lord. So we, we, our last episode, we did the card counter, which was a very dramatic film, very intense mm-hmm. and great film with uh, Oscar Isaac that we did. This one is one that, well, you another want to talk about how good, this, yeah. How did another this come, feel good movie? How did we arrive at this selection? Um, how did we go from, how did we go from elf yeah. to the unforgivable starring Sandra Bullock? And, Christmas Vacation was on that list too. Christmas Vacation was. Um, you had mentioned this movie a while ago, if I remember correctly. I did. I I I, saw, I shared a maybe the teaser trailer or the trailer with you. Yeah, and it it always happens this way. You share something with me, and it kind of sits back in the corner of my brain, mm-hmm. and then we're talking about doing whatever we're gonna do, and I say. What about that Sandra Bullock movie you talked about two months ago? I mean, you must be amazed that I remember yeah. these movies. And I said, yeah. well, why don't we take a look? Because I started to what it was is I was, you know, I was on Prime or whatever, you know, channel. And I was looking at the movie, seeing what was new, what had just come out. Yeah. And I saw that. And I and I I started to watch it. I watched about a half hour of it, and I liked you know the beginning. So I went. That's I, instead of continuing watching it because I didn't want to waste an hour. I waited to see if I could sell it to you, right? And that way we would do it for the show. So that's how right. we came to and, it. And we had some other ideas too, and then we just you know took a hard left on those. But. Um, so yeah, again, the unforgivable with Sandra Bullock and and this, this is her this second... actually it wasn't that long ago. I mean, this really this had a very limited brief release, I think, in some theaters sometime in November, mm-hmm. and then it just it, it went the Netflix route, uh, mm-hmm. and it and it started streaming on Netflix as of December tenth. So it's really just started to to come out, you know, or be seen. Yeah, and this is her second movie in a row via netflix as the major release she did the movie bird box bird box yeah both of these are books bird mm-hmm. box and and the one we're doing today are both books is this a book this i know this is based on a a, a british tv mini tv show which was based on a book called unforgiven yes Clint. and um 
in Bird Box, I wanted to go back that just for a second because that was like a big smash hit on Netflix until yeah. two weeks ago. It was the biggest movie on Netflix bar none. And then the Rocks movie, which is like Red Point, or I I'm not even sure the name Red of it. Notice. Yeah, something like that. Nothing. With 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 um Deadpool. Ryan With Reynolds, De- Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gal Gadot. Gadot. Yeah. So that took over, which took over pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because okay. Bird so Box we- was a real popular book. Yeah. And- let's get off a of Bird Box and yeah. let's get let's get out of the Bird Box and get on to yeah. uh, the Unforgivable. So give us the very very brief synopsis of this film. Okay. So this you know opens with Sandra Bullock who. Um, wins the award for most depressed looking person on the planet for the first half of the movie, at least maybe the whole movie. But um, we find out she's been in jail. She's just getting out of jail after being incarcerated for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, like anybody that's been in jail for 20 years, you got to readjust to life and that means, you know, the job that was waiting for you or the thought of what you were going to do when you got out doesn't necessarily meet with what's actually out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she meets with her parole. Um, what do they call him? A parole, A parole officer. officer. She meets with him and, and he sets her up with a job cutting fish. And she spent 20 years for murder, first degree murder. And meanwhile, the family of the man she murdered, who was an officer, are not very happy that she's out living a life. You know, they say, well, she's got a guy, she's got a life. This isn't right. So they've kind of honed in on her as well. And her life isn't so, uh, she also has a sister that was with her at the time of the shooting. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't, she was only five years old. She doesn't remember anything. A family adopted her. She wants to get back in touch with the the sister. Mm -hmm. But of course the adopted family wants nothing to do with her. And that's basically the, the premise of this story yeah this is a it's a pretty incredible cast when you start oh, break phenomenal when cast. you break it down it, it's you know obviously you got sandra bullock you've got uh, uh richard thomas who i thought was awesome uh, yeah, john, he's john boy great. from the from the waltons for those that we know saw that him the last time in the americans that's right excellent and- i was trying to place it and yes the americans yeah. of course um, and then uh, uh, Rob Morgan, who played the parole officer, that's a, yeah, and, and I guess I guess he was hand chosen by Sandra Bullock to play that role, by the way. Yeah, she's the um, producer of the movie. Viola Davis, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, mm-hmm. uh, Pyle for those uh, Kubrick fans. Yeah. And um, and then the girl, I want to get her name right. Aisling Franchosi. She's an Irish actress. She plays the sister. Uh, you know, when she's, when she's, when she's older. older, correct, yeah. right, correct. And, um, 
so it, and there's and there's a couple of others that you referenced uh, a pair of brothers that are pretty prominent in the film as well uh the sons of the of the cop that you mentioned right and right. Uh, and i i there i don't have their names at the ready but all the performances i thought were really good mm-hmm. well, i thought all of the acting was really good um there's a lot of you know, well, not a lot, but there were some faces mixed in that I wasn't familiar with, you know, along with this star-studded cast, really. Mm-hmm. This is also a film that started production in February of 2020. And so we, all, we all know what happened shortly mm-hmm. thereafter, right? So, so another one impacted by the pandemic. And I wonder, I, it, it, this one, I was really curious, you know, how do you think this would have fared? If it got a legitimate release in the theater with a cast you know, like that, the cast is phenomenal. Even people who like Viola Davis had a relatively small part. Academy Award winner. Correct. But she takes that small part and makes it significant. Yes. You know, and I thought all of them did that, you know, whether it was the wife, Richard Thomas's wife. Richard Tom, they all were just Linda really good. Linda Edmond, or maybe have I, I may get a ding on that one because I'm not, I may not have her place. Uh, Richard Thomas's wife, yes, yeah, and which I had just said, so you weren't listening to me, but um, no, 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 I was saying who the actress was. Oh, okay, nice try, though. but but ding, I'm not sure to be honest with you uh, what oh. it would have done. Linda Emond, sorry. So I, yeah, it's one, one right now. Yeah. Plus the interruption. Ding. That's it. That's every episode for you. So then ding for you. So uh, I don't think it would have fared well in the uh, box office, even with the staff, because I don't know if you've looked at any of the reviews. Well, considering what else is. It is out there or, or what else it would have come out against, you know, that right. There's a, there's a because lot of, of all the delays. It, it might Correct. have come out against bond or something, you know, who right. knows. Right. But yeah, speaking of that, if you look on rotten tomatoes, it is, um, I wrote it down 39% on the critics. Yeah. 80%. Yes. Correct. From the audience. And the critics didn't just hit this. They, they tried to, you know, dig it, dig a hole put it inside with all the actors they was was there rashed this was there a common theme that you picked up on reviewing yes. some of that okay what yes. was it without giving that, anything away yeah that there was too many subplots and that they were too contrived you know the brothers subplot where one brother was good one brother was bad then they switched out of nowhere there was a lot of that was the biggest um complaint was it's three stories squished into one now i didn't didn't have a problem with that at all i didn't either and i'll tell you at the end of this movie my gut i I just had this gut reaction to it Mm -hmm. where it was just like you know it was like a knot in my stomach and when a movie can do that, bring on that kind of reaction, whether it's me laughing, you know, me feeling whatever, you know, I'm basically a stone. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. if it if it evokes some kind of visceral response from me, I usually like the movie. For That's that impressive. Reason. That's impressive. I wasn't sure what you were going to think about the the concluding or conclusion of the film. Yeah. But you were satisfied. I was. Yeah. I and, was. You know, and, and I was satisfied with the subplots. I want to talk about Sandra Bullock for a minute because I, I, I'm not sure what I last saw her in. You know, I haven't kept up with her last few films. I saw Bird Box. So yeah, I didn't see Bird Box. Yeah. She's only done um, nine or ten films in the last decade. Well, okay, so there re- you go. Yeah, yeah. When I was researching, I was surprised. It's very selective, you know. And yes. um, but I, gosh, I remember her going back to Love Potion Number Nine for anybody who remembers, right? Yes. And um, yeah, you know, she's America's sweetheart and all of that. Exactly. Now she she has um, she's adopted a couple of uh, African American kids, mm-hmm. so this mm-hmm. story is also personal for her in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, we talked about this when we reviewed Nomadland, uh, which we both enjoyed as well. A very difficult film, also to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was, if you recall, I was talking about Frances McDormand in her performance in that film and the way. And, and it wasn't unique to that performance of hers, but the way that she has the courage to just strip everything away and be so mm-hmm. raw on film. You know, I, I always admire that from an actor or an actress. And I felt the same way about Sandra Bullock's performance. So did in this. I. It was I had so that same raw. Thought. It was yeah. so raw. You know, for someone who in Hollywood has been put up on this, you know, this, uh, beauty pedestal and right miss congeniality exactly exactly like i so, got them i got the movies the old there you movies go behind me. a time to kill mm-hmm. speed speed yeah uh, gravity mm-hmm. gravity was good love um, potion number nine not up there it's not up there you know yeah. that never hit the i didn't really <laughs> I, I think this is and bird box was very dramatic as well yeah and i think that's her sweet spot Mm-hmm. As an actress, you oh, know, yeah. I like her in those roles. Mm-hmm. And this, like I said, she just had this depression look on her face, no makeup, right? You know, stripped down. They didn't have to de age her. All they had to do was have her just, you know, go without makeup. And, you know, there was a there was a brief scene where she starts like kind of a romance, not really. She meets a guy at work and they start. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned out. Let me just say, cause it was yeah. one of the actors we forgot to mention, John Bernthal, right. who's also yes. great. Yeah. He's in a lot of stuff, right? But you could see her coming out of her shell ever so slightly only to get whacked right, right. back into it. I mean, there was a lot of that. She mm-hmm. would maybe start to, you know, live, and then something would just come in and, and take it away from her. And it was a very physical performance too. Yeah. By her, you know, mm-hmm. um, with some of the scenes in, in the film. Now the director, Nora Fingscheidt, which mm-hmm. I think that's how you say it. She's a German director, not really familiar with their work. I didn't see a, a you know, a, a tremendous amount on her resume, but I thought it was well-directed too. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't know if anything popped out uh, for you in terms of the, the visual of the film, but um, and what is it just under two hours? I think this film. 
Yeah, it, it was under two hours. And, and, you know, there was a lot of flashbacks, which you said anything pop out. Right. That, the use of flashbacks. And this is what a lot of critics complained about is, you know, that's kind of cheating, you know, giving us just little tidbits of the story and not just telling the story. But I, I thought that was a clever way to keep us like, okay, mm, we know she did this, but what's right. that showing us? And and uh, and it's funny because I had more than one interpretation of what was going on throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably led to your reaction at the end yeah. and how it unfolds. And, okay, didn't see, you know, this was not, as we would say, a, a what, a Joe McDokes? Yeah, there was a scene with her and Viola Davis. That Emily, was can really you find a wrench? We I don't think we've ever spotlighted it, so let's make sure we get a thing of Jill McDokes somewhere in here. Oh yeah, behind the eight ball. Yeah, behind the eight ball. Yeah, she'll and find someday. It. We'll, someday we'll explain that. Yeah. Well, actually, I think we did. Maybe I I've put it in a previous episode. But anyways, go Maybe. ahead. But um, yeah, the scene towards the end with Viola Davis and Sandra Bullock when we when they reveal something significant, Mm -hmm. that was a real, you know, gut check moment Mm -hmm. for, you know, if you're watching the film, if you've got any kind of emotion in you, you have to watch that scene and say, wow, that is, that was a tough scene to film. Yeah. You know, I also wanted to mention it. It it just occurred to me that I had been thinking about uh, the actress. uh, I mentioned Aisling who plays the sister, Mm -hmm. the older version of the sister she is we find out she's a piano player Mm -hmm. very good piano player actually and there's a scene in the film where she's playing one of my favorite songs which is um by radiohead Mm -hmm. every called everything in its right place right and it's a fantastic it's actually a song that was written on piano by tom york who's the lead singer of radiohead for those people that are fans of the group. And, um, you know, I won't get into the weeds with it now, but you should go to Wikipedia or just Google that song and read about how that song came to be its meaning. And you'll see some relevance to probably why it was chosen to be in, in this particular sequence in the film. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. Another complaint I heard was, Oh, the last two movies she's done, Bird Box and in this movie was, you know, like an Oscar. Let me try to grab an Oscar, you know. You know, even if that is in the the, the so what? Yeah, why you know, are we like what, why what's are with you the complaining about hate? that? There was a lot of I mean, uh, you know, somebody has taken over for Roger Ebert on his site. It's a woman, mm-hmm. and man, she loves to to you know she's much worse than i am when when she you know like i've called movies garbage and and i always think you know whatever i think of a movie that's what i think i don't expect people to agree with me all the time agree you know i i hope people will watch it and make up their own mind mm-hmm. i do hope every once in a while we come up with a clunker and we say you know, do yourself a favor and save some money. But the reality is there's movies that are right on the line, you know, that could go either way. I don't like it. You like it. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, figure it out for yourself. I give you my opinion, but that doesn't mean, you know, we, we have some feeling of, oh, well, it's, it's great because of this, this, and this, right. You know, now, she this- seems to come off like that. When I, whenever I read her mm-hmm. reviews, I'm like, eh, she's coming off like a bit too up, you know, like she's above us or something like that. Yeah. And I like, I had seen some interviews with Sandra Bullock talking about the film and, and, you know, just the simple notion of what would you do if you were in this situation? How would you mm-hmm. respond? How would you react to it? It's, it's pretty interesting and seems to be one of the main reasons why she took it on as a project, but yeah, go ahead. Well, that would have been the one issue that I would have got hung up on is why not tell from the beginning the full story, bring in all the facts. I'm not sure because I don't think she told her lawyer. I don't think she told anybody, you know, the full story of what went on that day. Well, but I think two things. I think one, it's what helps move the story forward. It's what builds tension throughout the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? And um, I mean, I mean, I know why they did it as filmmakers, but in real life, well, I that, wonder, you know, that, that was going to be my second point. I think that's, I would imagine that's how you would act. You wouldn't. It's not uh, that is not something you just want to come out and sort of share with the world. You know, I mean, it's a very yeah. considering why she went away. You know, right, right. Um, it, one thing I did think about, though, was just the and, and perhaps this was the conditions of her parole or something. But wouldn't you think you'd want to go anywhere other than that community, though? Like that was the right. only thing I thought. Why is she hanging around here? Exactly. Well, but I but, think the answer to that is sister. that's where her sister is. Correct. Correct. And, I mean, that's what she was living for. She yeah. was living for hopefully. Right. Right. Getting to her sister. Her sister was getting older. She was going to start making her own decisions. Yep. Let her decide what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if she should, you know, um, you know, at this point, the belief is she doesn't even remember her. She doesn't even know she existed. Well, yeah. let her decide that. Let her figure that out. There's a line that uh, I can't say it um, between Viola Davis and Sandra Bullock that I just loved at the end, but I want to scream it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was such, such a good line. Um, You'll have to tell me off air. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to talk about it. Cause I was like, you know, to me that almost summed up the whole movie. So as, as we wind it down a little bit, you know, I don't know if there's anything else significant you want to say about it, but you know, Again, we sort of joked at the beginning of the episode about, you know, here we are and and, and you'd think it's not Halloween Fest, but Holiday Fest, but we're doing. Yeah. But we talked about the fact that, you know, our hope with something like this is that because of the reaction of the critics, because it's, you know, it's, it's just gone to Netflix, because the mm-hmm. pandemic and everything. This is a film that a lot of people might unfortunately not get to see. And right. it's a, right. it's a good film. It's a good right. film. It's a solid film. You know, it's interesting because we've gotten behind at least three, no, two movies I know of that were direct Netflix, and they were pretty brave to stand behind them. The one with the young girls, 
cuties. What was the name of the cuties? We, you know, we were pretty much trying to champion that film when that came out mm-hmm. um, because it was getting thrashed for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie, you know, I read after I read her review, I thought this has got to be an outlier. But as you said, from the 39%, the, uh, 39%, and IMDb was right on track with the same thing but again it's a critic it's an opinion right 80 percent favorable from those right movie fans that have seen And if you have netflix there's no reason not to watch this exactly it's a a quality movie it's a good movie that will probably have an impact on you if you watch Mm -hmm. it the unforgivable starring sandra bullock so catch that on netflix now that's a that's a solid uh recommendation here from old brother um, anything else on this particular one? Not on this one, but we're getting ready for some big ones coming up. Yeah, we get uh, we get uh, our spidey senses are tangling right about now, yeah. right? And then Looking we get forward to that. doing our best as of this recording to avoid all spoilers. And um, mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about it in our brief uh, cruising with old brother. Uh, That's right. Bonus episode there, and then of course we got the Matrix right around the corner. Uh, coming and uh, there's some others down the, the the road there where you got planned, but those are the two big ones that are coming up. Right. So we may we may slip in a special guest. Perhaps, yeah. That you, you, know? you never know what we're going to come up with here at the Obrador right. Podcast before the year is through. Before the year is through. So uh, and I want to, uh, although she's still uh, she's still with us, uh, I, I want to give a, a huge shout out to uh, again our production assistant Emily Viadero who. Uh, has been a tremendous support to us and a, and a really source, uh, a pretty big source of fun, you know, just with yeah. her creativity and seeing what she's going to do with the episodes. And and uh, so we've we've really enjoyed working with her. I just wanted to give her uh, uh, some props here in the episode. Especially on YouTube. If you watch YouTube and you yeah. like the little things that are going on, that's all her. Also, um, Andrea, i got to give a Andrea's shout out to great. Andrea for doing... Uh, her, she's the one who makes the the YouTube thumbnails. The YouTube thumbnails that are just—they always make me laugh. Yeah, we got some—we got some good ones coming up. Yeah, we're, we've, we've real been good lucky. Ones. Yeah, we're, we're lucky. Well, that's gonna do it for another episode of the O Brother Podcast. I've uh, been your host Dan Smith, alongside me as always, my brother from the same mother, Mike Smith, and we will see you next time. This is Cindy Busby, and you're listening to the O Brother Podcast.